sometimes we say things that we don't really mean. A friend of mine has a young boy, three years old, and recently he started taking off his shoes during the homily. And you know how when you have small children, sometimes you just choose your battles. So in choosing their battles, they created a rule that in order to go to communion to receive your blessing, you have to put your shoes on. And they're good parents. They've taught their children about Jesus. And, um, and, and this kid, this three-year-old boy, he knows that the Eucharist is Jesus. And he knows that whenever it's time for communion, we're going to go see Jesus. And so as the time is, is coming to uh, the point to receive communion, now they know, okay, it's time to put our shoes on so that we can go and see Jesus. Well, recently, um, it was time for communion, and uh, the shoes were off um, because the homily had happened. And as they're preparing to go into the communion line, you know, they're trying to put the shoes on, and of course, he doesn't want to, and he's putting up a fight. And now, you know, it's that wrestle, like you're trying to keep your kid quiet because everyone else is prayerfully trying to approach communion, and they're just trying to put the shoes on, and they're fighting, and the the kids finally start shouting, no, I just don't want to see Jesus. Which reminds me of another story of, um, you know, uh, quite a few years ago, uh, a different family um, at a different parish. you know, they had three little boys, and um, they were all kind of misbehaving, and, you know, the parent was trying her best. She was trying to just, you know, get them all together, and, uh, and, and you know, it's time to go receive communion. And, and it was something similar that, you know, they, they understood that it was Jesus at the altar, that, and, you know, so we have to be very quiet whenever we go to communion because, you know, it's Jesus that we're about to go and see. And so, but for one reason, this, this little kid was just not having it. He was about two or three as well. And he was just shouting the entire way down to receive communion. He's saying, no, please, no, no, Jesus, no, no, Jesus. I don't want you, Jesus. And <laughs> just shouting the whole communion uh, for everyone to hear. So, um, Sometimes kids say the darndest things, and sometimes they say things that they don't mean. But the same is true for us. Sometimes we say things that we don't mean. And sometimes we say things that we mean, but we really didn't mean to say it out loud. Sometimes we put our foot in our mouth. Maybe you've had that experience I've learned a long time ago, you just never ask a woman if she's pregnant. Just never, ever, ever ask it. Just don't ask. Just don't ask. Unless you're just absolutely sure. But even still, I just pretty much don't ask. Because I've heard too many horror stories of that going wrong. But sometimes we've, sometimes our words come out not how we thought it sounded It sounded better in our head, and it comes out, and it sounds way worse out loud. And sometimes, quite frankly, we're just mean, and we say terrible things. Sometimes we sin deeply with the words that we say. Our words can be very powerful, and uh, many of us may have heard growing up, sticks and stone may break my bones, but words never hurt me. But nowadays, we understand that that is not true. That words do hurt. 
Words can be very powerful. And Jesus invites us today to consider the power of our words, to take very seriously what we say, because what we say means something. And we see in today's gospel, Jesus uses an image of a tree, two different trees, one being good and one being bad. And he says, you can identify the goodness of a tree by its fruit. That a good tree produces good fruit, a bad tree produces bad fruit, and as you examine the fruit of a tree, you can identify the tree's health. And Jesus says, you know it by its fruits. He says, in the same way, you know the goodness of our hearts by the words that we speak. That the words are like the fruit and the tree, the healthiness of the tree is like our hearts, because from the heart, the mouth speaks. And so in other words... Our words say a lot about what's going on inside of our heart. So I want to invite us to consider today a difficult question, a question that may be difficult for us to be honest with ourselves. But what do your words say about you? If I were to have a transcript, of all the things that you say in a 24-hour period, what would that say about you? What do your words reveal about the type of person that you are? If we looked at that transcript, just objectively, would we say that you are so kind, that you see the best in everyone, that you never say a bad thing about anyone, that you're just joyful, that you live your life with hope and with faith, would we say that you are gentle, that you are loving, that you are merciful, that you are patient? Or perhaps would we say that you are a liar, that you are judgmental? Would we say that you have a bad temper? Would we say that you are unmerciful? Would we say that you're hateful, rude, mean? Would we say something not so glorious? What do your words say about you? What do they reveal about the condition of your heart? Because your words or like the, tr- the fruit upon the tree of your soul. For all of us to see, our words mean something. But I, in my own experience, uh, as, I, as I try to examine my own words in my own life, I start to realize that very often it, it's, it's hard to actually control the lips, to control the tongue, because very often it's coming from a deeper place. Perhaps it's coming from a place of hurt, a place of woundedness, a place of bitterness, maybe. Maybe it's coming from a place of suffering and maybe a hidden suffering that people don't know about. Maybe it's coming from a place of betrayal. Maybe it's coming from a place of stress, worry, and anxiety. Maybe it's coming from a place of fear our insecurity, but our words very often are more like symptoms of a deeper sickness.
us. And so as you consider, what do your words say about you? My next question is, well, where is it coming from? These words, these things that you say that you know you shouldn't, that you wish you didn't, where's it coming from? Is it coming from a place of hurt? Is there somewhere deep within you that needs more healing? Is it coming from a place that needs the grace of Jesus Christ? The good news is that we are about to enter the season of Lent, and this is that perfectly well-timed season every single year where we can re-examine our hearts and enter more deeply into our relationship with Jesus. And as we take seriously this challenging question, what do our words say about our heart? We can invite the Lord into this place. We can invite the Lord to cleanse our hearts and our lips so that we can speak from a place of healing and a place of freedom, not from a place of woundedness and hurt. And we've heard before, typically every year, we, we see around town and, and in church culture, we, we see the three big words, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And this is a great um, opportunity for us to, to really use these tools to see Jesus more closely. And so I want to invite you to take these three seriously again this year. Prayer, we can say a lot about prayer, and we have said a lot about prayer over here in the past year. But in particular, I want to invite you to give God time, to give God time this Lent, to really pray this Lent. Keep it simple, keep it real, keep it relevant, but give Him time. One option uh, that you you may consider at over here at St. Leo, every Friday of Lent, we're going to do the Stations of the Cross at 530, and following that, from 6 to 7, we're going to have a praise and worship holy hour by candlelight. Um, So the Blessed Sacrament will be exposed. We're going to have uh, Sarah and Maya and a few others maybe um, with leading us in worship with music. Um, But it's an opportunity for for intimacy with God, that core value that we're really striving for. But even if not that, give God your time somehow this Lent. Because it's in those moments where we give God quality time that he is able to touch us deep down in those secret places of our heart, those places that need healing and restoration, the places that only he can touch so that our hearts and our lips can be cleansed. So that's prayer. Then there's also fasting. And we know, I mean, I hate fasting. Uh, I talk about this all the time. I do not like um, giving up food. Um, But, you know, as we are a little uncomfortable, it's a reminder, a sting for us to think about God. As we're uncomfortable, we think about God and we're able to offer up a little deeper prayer. But I also want to invite you to consider maybe fasting, um, in addition to food, maybe um, media. We have to be honest with how impactful media is in our life. We all have different forms of media, but for many of us, our phone, we spend way too much time on it, and it becomes a near occasion of sin in so many different ways. So maybe we take some time away from our phone this Lent. Maybe not be so attached to it, not so addicted to technology and constant stimulation, because in what we're doing is causing more and more distraction, which makes prayer more and more difficult.
Maybe take some time away from media, maybe social media, maybe TV, maybe movies, maybe a certain type of music or all music, um, or just screen time in general. And as we fast from media, then we have to fill our hearts and our, our minds with something good. What a great opportunity. Maybe we can fill it with more prayer or maybe good books or maybe good podcasts or maybe uplifting kind of music, maybe being more present to people that are important in our lives, uh, maybe fill it with prayer, with scripture. There's all kinds of ideas there. Well, if you're looking for an idea, though, one thing we're going to do at St. Leo is another book of the month for April, but we're actually going to start a little bit early in mid-March. It's a 33-day personal retreat where you get daily um, reflections that's going to prepare us for Divine Mercy Sunday. And I want us as a parish to consecrate ourselves to, to divine mercy. Um, it's one of our core values, and Divine Mercy Sunday, there's so much to say about it, um, and we'll unpack that as we go. But to really enter in, um, it's, a, it's a way for a busy person to go on retreat. This 33-day journey that's going to start on March 22nd and end the Sunday after Easter is a wonderful way for you to renew your mind, another core value of ours, um, through, um, through mercy. And the fourth, um, prayer fasting, I mean, not the fourth, third, prayer fasting and almsgiving. Almsgiving is another word for mercy, to give alms, to be merciful to another human being, another human person with a body and soul, another person created in the image and likeness of God. Who are those people in your life that need attention? Who are the people that are in need? Who are the people that are suffering, maybe silently suffering? Maybe they're in your own family, or maybe right here in this church parish, for sure. I know that. Who are the people that are suffering? Maybe someone in your neighborhood or your local community. And how can you reach out with a heart of mercy for them? Lent is a great time for that. Uh, And of course, we need the source of mercy in our own life. We talked about this last week. Um, and, And that comes from God's grace upon us. Maybe we need to go to confession to experience God's mercy in our own life first. Maybe we need to forgive someone so that we're not holding on to bitterness as we serve others. But almsgiving mercy, uh, one of the ways that we're going to do that this Lent uh, at St. Leo uh, is through our uh, mercy project. We're trying to do a mercy project quarterly, so four times a year. And our mercy project for Lent is uh, we're going to go to the Hub Ministries, um, it's right here in Lafayette. There's a, it's a professional ministry that serves the homeless in our local community. And every Tuesday night, they give uh, a meal and a teaching to the local homeless. About 125 homeless typically uh, show up for this. So we're going to take Tuesday, March 22nd, the same day that we're starting the, the, um, the 33-day personal retreat. And so if you'd like to join us, we would love for you to join us uh, to encounter face-to-face real homeless people, real people suffering. We're going to prepare a meal and serve it, but also spend time with them and really meet the face of Christ in those who are suffering. So again, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We do these things. We have opportunities at St. Leo, and there's plenty of opportunities all around town, even outside of St. Leo. But we do these things to cleanse our hearts and our lips so that we can proclaim the gospel. In fact, that's exactly the prayer that I pray every single time right before I read the gospel each Sunday. And, and every priest does this. It's part of the Mass, but we, we say it silently. So people in the congregation don't really realize this, but 
I usually face the tabernacle and silently, if you're sitting on the sides, you can notice I usually uh, mouth it out. I say, cleanse my heart and my lips, almighty God, that I may worthily proclaim your holy gospel. Then I bow and I go and read the gospel. But is that not the prayer that we should be praying all day long? Is that not the prayer that we all need to take into our own lives in every conversation? Next time we're tempted to gossip, next time we're tempted to lie, next time we're tempted to be overdramatic about something that's not important, next time we're tempted to cuss, next time we're tempted to be rude, next time we're tempted to say something on social media that is completely uncharitable, perhaps we can say that simple prayer. Cleanse my heart and my lips, almighty God, that I may worthily proclaim your holy gospel, because you and I at all times should be speaking the gospel, sharing it with the world who so desperately needs it. What do your words say about you? This Lent, I want all of us to be cleansed in our heart and our lips so that together we can proclaim the gospel. Amen. Amen.